0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime dot com. To understand this whole story with Kairach, I mean, Chayisro, Moshe Rabbeinu was the leader. He took them out of a triumph, of course the, the Yamsuf They saw him to get the Torah. What is this man thinking? He's starting off with Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Hakaye. I mean, what's going on over here? What's the basis? The 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 Starting up with Moshe Rabbeinu was not the is not what is not the it is the problem, but it's it's the it's the symptom, it's not the disease. What could cause someone, right, to go against Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron when they when they when they knew they were wrong? Because even if Klerich was right, the 250 no, they couldn't all be right. Somebody had to be the coin goddamn, right? So if Klerich was right, he would have lived and they would have all died. So what are you like? What are you? What's going on? What's, these are not stupid people. These are the leaders of Klal Yisrael. So first of all, I'm going to tell you something fascinating. It's, it's an Avas Chaim. We're done the Avas Chaim, and it's very, very fascinating. And it happens to all of us. And Avas Chaim says like this. Avas Chaim says, well, first of all, the Chidah brings down, and many s'farim bring down in Kabbalah that Moshe Rabbeinu was definitely a Gilgal of Hevel. It's down in many places. The Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Hevel. Havel died very early. He didn't live out his life. So Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Hevel. What? Also, also. see, a Gilgal doesn't mean you're that, you're that person. A Gilgal really, to explain it, to understand what Gilgal means, it means you have DNA flags from that person. In other words, you're not your father or mother, but you look like them, you have the same color hair, that them, the same eyes, and there's certain rules in your genetics that if they have, if they have, if you have two light eyes, you can't get a brown eyes because the recessive genes and right, all these different things, all these rules in DNA. So a nishama, it's your nishama, but part of it could be from my shame or from someone else, whatever it is, when you fix it, it goes away. So, so, so we know that, that Pinchas have the nishamas of Nadav and Avihu. You have two, can you have two souls? So it's just a piece of, it's just a piece of according to the the Talmud Hagen brings down that we would not be able to learn Torah if if, if we did not have a Nitzut. Nitzut is that DNA marker Nitzut is a spark a piece of Moshe Rabbeinu if you didn't have a piece of Moshe Rabbeinu in your Neshama you, you wouldn't be able to learn Torah so Moshe Rabbeinu was a Gilgal of Hevel Kairach was a Gilgal of Kayan. okay now if you go back all the way fascinating. Now the way it works in this world, why do you come back? Why do you come back? Because you messed up something and your neshama decided when it went to heaven that it doesn't want to go to Gehenna to clean it up. It would rather come back here, take the chance and be put in the same position that it was and this time not fail. So some neshamas go to Gehenna and some neshamas come back here depending on how much the neshama has to suffer. So all of us, we didn't go to Gehenna. We came back here. All of us in this room. Cause if we were really bad people, we'd be in Gehenna. If we'd be really good people, we'd be in Ghana then. So last time we were here, we were pretty good, but we did some stuff that we had to come back to fix. How do you know why you're here? Right? How do you know what you came back to fix? So the, the thing that you struggle with the most in life, cheap girls, whatever, whatever your struggle is, right? Shamir saying nine, whatever your struggle is, that's the source of your gilgal and you're tikkun so that's why you're back and that's what you messed up last time you were here okay so and everyone according to the, according to Sifri Kabbalah we're all not new nishammas so sometimes you were here last time we, we may have been with you or with you so sometimes you recognize a person what do they call that in English deja vu there's this deja vu I know this person I remember walking here you were not what do you, mean? you never met this person before many 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 years ago I'm not going to give you any Gilgul scary stories I have some really crazy scary stories this guy came back on a horse all, all kinds of stuff He stole a horse And he came back as a horse Because he stole money from his friend And he never paid him back So he came back as a horse And he had to work for this person And to make the money back And then the horse died In a dream he saw that was there And he was Michael and the, no, I told you that story once So we're not here we're to scare everyone who's watching With Gilgul stories But it was a very fascinating story And the fascinating story is like this So so what was Cain's sin? Cain's sin was pleading. This is Avashchayim. It's amazing. His sin was that he was jealous of his brother. Why was he jealous of his brother? He brought a carbon. Hevel brought a carbon. Hevel brought from the best. Cain brought from the worst. And Hevel's carbon was accepted, and Cain's carbon was not accepted. So he was jealous. Why is Hevel's carven being accepted and not me? And he killed him. So what was the basis of his sin? The basis of his sin was jealousy. His was accepted and mine was not accepted. Now, another thing you need to know. That in order to fix your Gilgal, you have to be in the same situation, in the same place that the situation happened. So, I once heard a share, it was before I ever listened to him, I remember who said it, he said very interesting, he was talking about Gugulim and Tikkunim, and he said, well, okay, let's see. And we spoke about this once. So a person, he was Jewish, and he shmatted, he went up to Derech, and he ended up becoming Christian, and he went into a church, and he got baptized, they gave him a wafer, they sprinkled some water on him, wafers and water, it sounds like a party, and all of a sudden they said, you know, you're a Christian, and he did this on his own, now he's gotta come back to this world, and he has to fix it. So what has to happen? He has to end up in a church? Because that was where it happened, that's where the ever happened. But, no, but in a church. Right? So the problem is, what do you mean? He's a Jewish guy, he's a from guy. How can he go back to a church? How's that he? So the answer is like this. It's up to him, he's gonna be in a church. This life, he's gonna be in a church, and it's up to him, his choice, he's no choice. He's gonna, that's his avera. That's what that's what that's the situation that he's going to be in, but his choice is how he's going to be in the church. That's up to him. So, there have three different ways of being in the church. One, he did it again. He went up to Derech and he shmatted and he wafered and he watered and he sprinkled and he baptized. He did it again. You're going to shmice him. He's going to come up to Shemayim and he's going to say, "Now you got double Gehenna, double trouble." What'd you do? Or. I remember when I was uh, a young guy just married so there was a comedy act every Saturday night in a place called Chicago City Limits Chicago City Limits was downstairs in a church that's where this that's where they played it my friends wanted to go they asked Shiloh it's, it's in the it's in the auditorium in the bottom of the church it's not in the church can you go I'm like I'm not asking no Shiloh I am not going right but they went so they were baptizing they weren't doing an avera but they ended up in a church but they definitely didn't fix what they did last time. Or they could have gone into Kirov and they chased the kid who was running to the church Well, the family sent him in and he pulled the kid out and he brought him back to Yiddish guy. So he ended up in the same church or the same in a church, right? But except this time he's there for a totally different reason. He's saving a kid. That's up to you. Who you become. But that you're going to be in a church, you're going to be in a church. Why are there that's up to you Depending on what level That you came out to this world To fix Somebody who did not have Averro with a woman Is going to be tested with a woman In the same type of woman In the same situation Where she might start talking to you And saying all kinds of things to you And it's going to be what happened to you last time and last time you fell And this time You have to make sure that you don't fall Or maybe you'll be talking to a woman giving you sheer instead of talking to women that last time you weren't supposed to be talking to them the way you were talking to them everyone's looking at me hey just because I give sure to Arnava hey hey come on don't pick on me I, that's not why we don't know why right but anyway so you have to go through the same thing you have to be misakim right you have to be what you did so let me tell you what happened over here it's amazing so what was the sin the sin was jealousy what was the sin between Kairach and Moshe Rabbeinu? Kairach said, why should I don't bring the carbon? Everyone should be able, I should also be able to bring the carbon. Same thing. Why well, is Hebel's carbon accepted and my carbon wasn't accepted? Now how do we know that it was in the same place? It's Pleiadic. You don't want to leave now. You want to hear the end of this. Trust me, you want to hear the end of this. How do we know it was the same place? Listen to this. Pasek in the in Bereshavu. What happens? Hashem says, this is what Hashem says. Where's your brother? Hashem says, what do you do? Listen carefully. Call The voice of your brother, his blood is calling to me, says Hashem, from the ground. Now here comes the next part. This is unbelievable. The Akta. And now, Atom and adamah, you are gonna be cursed from the land Asha Pasasa as that opened its mouth. So the Torah is telling us in Pashish Shmos, where did this happen? That he killed his brother where the earth opens its mouth. Pashish Khairach. What happened, Pashish Khairach? The earth. Let's look at the passage. Let's look at the words. Let's look at the words. What does it say? That the earth opened its mouth, but Tiftach Ha'aretz is Now, how do we know it's the same place? There's a mission on Peleg and the mission in the fifth paragraph of says there were ten things created Ben Ashmashos on the sixth day, right before Shabbos. One of them. Piaasa, the mouth of the donkey. Another one, Piaaretz. So the Mishnah says that Hashem created the mouth of the earth, one mouth, Piaaretz. He created the mouth of the earth right before Shabbos. So that means there's only one mouth of the earth. But in Pachis it says the mouth of the earth opened itself up and swallowed the blood of Hevel, and now where is this happening? This avera that Korach is doing in the exact same place, because the mouth of the earth opened itself again. And if the mission says there is only one mouth, that means that exactly where he did the avera, that's exactly where Korach was tested again, and he failed. Well, now I'll tell you something even better. You're going to go dancing out of here tonight. Listen to this. God is mida kineged mida, right? Hashem works mida kineged mida. What does the pasuk say? The Pasik says, called the It's a very weird election. The the voice of the blood of your brother is calling me from the earth. What was Kairach and his son's punishment? Because they got swallowed up into the earth, and forever and ever, if you put your ear to the two holes where they were where the smoke is coming out from Gahanim, brings down a whole story about this. You'll hear them saying, Misha MS, the say Say MS. So the Avedira that he did Hashem said, the voice of your brother's blood is coming from the earth, and now you failed again? And you did the same thing you did last time? You were jealous? The same exact thing and you didn't pass? So Mida me the. last time, the blood of your brother's voice was coming from the earth, now your voice is gonna come from the earth. Wow. Same place. Same punishment. Same person. Abbas We all have the same deal. We have the same deal. We are going to be tested in the same place. With the same test. And get the same punishment. So, what you're being tested with, you need to go inside yourself because that is the hardest test. Whatever it is. Temper, women... Uh Hara jealousy, not giving tzedakah being a miser, whatever that is, if you're a, you, you I know someone who said to me, I cannot write a check. I can do anything in the world. I can help anyone, I cannot he's very rich. I cannot Walfan help me. I cannot write a check. He's chained. Chained, he can't write a check. Never So that's why he's back here. Them. I said, Well, if you don't write a check, you're going to come back again and again and again. And Gilgul is very hard. It's very hard to be born. It's very hard to die. I said, You know that you can't write a check. That's why you're here. You have to write and you have to break it. Whatever you have the biggest problem with, that's what you have to do. You know, what? Well, if you learn so far, it says three times as a human, but you can come down as a rock, a tsameach, a flower. A horse the worst, the worst One of the worst Gilgulim it brings down Is in the, in the Stinger of a bee That's like the most Painful Gilgul there is And a person who looks at women Comes back As a bird Called Ra'a A bird that Looks From afar And causes the eggs It's a weird thing It's a bird that looks And causes the eggs to hatch From afar we see that the power of Re'iya That is such a power of Re'iya And um, there's some other good things that happen to people Who look at women The Malach comes and then we learned this in Kavayasha We haven't learned Kavayasha in a long time The Malach comes in the grave and he breaks his eye sockets And he takes his eyeballs It's Kavayasha Keep your eyes closed man Don't look at women That's what it brings down And it says there are different things to protect you You know that's why they put the sand on a person's eyes even here in America, when a person dies, they put the sand right to throw. Yeah, you guys, Shemir Tinaim is huge, huge. We learned Kabbalah a few years ago. It was it was uh, it was very scary. It's hard. It's very hard, but it, it's, it's huge. If you want, if you want to learn Torah and you want to grow, you got to have Shemir Yanim. And it's very hard. It's very hard to turn you. know, to, to to turn your head, especially in the summer. It's crazy in the summer. But if you're able to do it, and you know, you saw from afar this person is not dressed well correctly and you don't look and you walk the other way it says that you can ask Hashem for anything wow. there's crazy stories about this because you're, you're, you're going against you're, you're going against a normal man's nature normal man's nature is to look so oh yeah you want me to tell that story in 25 <laughs> tell the story in 25 so so um so if you go against your Teva Teva of a man is to look you go against your Teva you can ask Hashem to go against, to go against Teva going against Teva is a miracle Shh. Kaya no, you're not allowed to go to a place where women are walking and not look so that you go and get your teva. Because uh, Gemara told the story about this man who walked through a bathhouse of women and they weren't dressed. And he walked through the whole bathhouse and he didn't open his eyes. It's crazy, right? He came out and the tzaddik, the, 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 they were standing outside to the and they called him Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia? This guy's amazing. He walked through a thing, he didn't open his eyes. He would have seen, opened his eyes, he would have seen them all. Tzaddik! What a tzaddik! Walk through a bathhouse, didn't open his eyes? Amazing! Who could do that? Russia! You could have walked around. Russia, russia. you put yourself in that position? You're a Russia. You could have walked around. You think you're a tzadik? You're a Russia. So you can't walk around the street and say, ooh, I, I need I need a parnasa." so I'm gonna go down the street where nobody's dressed, and then I'm not gonna look, and then I'm gonna get parnasa. That's a Russia. If you can go around, you have to go around. So he brought me the cow he brought me the russia but. Okay, anyway, so here you, is an unbelievable story with Moshe Rabbeinu and Karach, and it came down to the exact same thing. And, and how did he, how did he die? He died by bringing a carbon. Once again, he brought, Moshe Abeno and Aaron knew who this was. We knew that this was, this was Tyan. What was Cain's downfall? That he brought a carbon, it wasn't accepted. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, you wanna do, you, you wanna do this again? He was Hevel. You wanna do this again? Okay. We're gonna do this again. I'm gonna bring a carbon through Aaron. He's gonna bring guitarists. You're gonna bring a carbon, and we'll see which one's accepted. Except this time, it's a death game. Because if you bring a Kitoras, and you're not supposed to, you're gonna die. So we're gonna do the same thing we did last time. all carbon, cayenne carbon. We're gonna play, we're gonna do the same thing. But this time, Mr. Kayan, Mr. Kairach, if yours is not gonna get accepted, you're dead. And Kairach was like, so we're gonna read a story here soon. How he was like, so, Twisted, moisture, i like, what's, jealousy, jealousy, jealousy. Jealousy doesn't have to make any sense. You know that Rashi that the women don't like when I would say that Rashi? By Beresius where it says that she gave Avram Avinu to eat from the Etadas. So Rashi asks, why would she give him to eat? She ate from it, right? So her eyes were open, so she knew good from bad. So she was like a god. He was a, walking around like a fool because he didn't eat from it yet. For him everything was good. Oh, you burnt the toast? I love burnt toast. Oh, you know, you broke the dish. Oh, I love bro. He was only toiv. Everything was good. So she had like the perfect marriage over here. She had a walking robot zombie that was like, everything was great. So why would she give him to eat from the tree? She was like, Hashem now. He was toy He didn't know any different. She ate from, from So Rashi says, why? Because she said, she said, I'm going to give him to eat from the tree. Because now that I ate from the tree, I'm going to die. And I don't want that I should die. Rashi says this. I don't want, but she gave to Ishtar, to her, to her husband, right? To, Isha, to to her husband. So Rashi says that she said, I don't want to die and he should live. So he's going to die too. So I'm going to give him to the Etadas. So Rashi asks, what is the bother if she died so she's, so she's dead? So let him live. You have to kill your husband, like, what? So Rashi says, she said, Shema If I'm going to die, and he's going to live forever. Then after I die, he's going to marry someone else. Oh no, you're dying with me. <laughs> so asked Kasha, there was no one else. She's worried he's going to marry someone else. She was the only woman. Who is he going to marry? So the terrorist says, when it comes to jealousy, it doesn't make any sense. You're jealous of your next door neighbor's car. You don't even have a license. You don't even drive. So what are you jealous? I'm jealous because why does he have it and I don't? So Kairach, it didn't make sense what he was saying. It made no sense. But I don't have something that I don't have. It just, it just made him crazy. It made him so crazy. Actually, who's to blame for this whole story? Who's to blame? His wife. His wife. Guys love to say that. <laughs> his wife, his wife made him crazy. Why? There's two wives in this story. There's the Aishas Kairach who ended up losing her whole family and everybody was swallowed up. And there's Ome Ben Pellas's wife, who uncovered her hair, and because she uncovered her hair, Karach went. Oh no, this guy—he's—he's he's too modern. He's, hes not for us. Are ah, you going against Hashem and everybody? But he was—he fi- was fixed on the shapel, which goes back to my fantastic shear of last week or two weeks ago. Rationalization. Last week, rationalization. You're going against Moitra You're going against Hashem. You're rebelling, right? And because this guy's wife is sitting there with her hair uncovered. You don't want him part of your group? Your group is a bunch of Rishayim. Like, what are you worried about? Because he rationalized what he was doing. Kulim condition. We're all holy. We're all tzaddikim. Look, I'm for the people. No leaders. Everyone's equal. He rationalized it. He was doing a mitzvah. you hear uncovered. <gasps> what do you say? We don't want him. Which saved Ben Pellas. That she uncovered her here. Okay? Do the whole shot on why she did that. Like, why don't you put on a short skirt or do something else? brought down why I don't remember why she specifically uncovering her here was like telling was, was sending him a message, but anyway, listen to this. Listen to this craziness. Okay, Moshe Rabbeinu is giving a share. Karach's act a share. Moshe Rabbeinu last week's Pasha ended the Pasha, giving a share on tzitzis, right? And he teaches them that you have to wear tzitzis, right? And that um, tzitzis has a string, has one string of trellis, right? So his wife, he comes home His wife says, what did you learn? He says, we learned that a person has where it sits is, And that on each four corners And three strings of white wool And then one string of of, of blue wool So she said, he's making a joke He said, every day he comes to Yeshiva And he makes up these stories One blue wool, three white wool he, Hashem didn't tell me any of this stuff why well, she was making it? Why would she do that? Why would she say that? Because she was very jealous of Moshe and Aaron, and it wasn't her husband it was just a levy. She was very jealous, so she started whispering in his ear, bad things. So she said to him, "You know what? This is what we should do. Go tomorrow, and um, bring him a the whole the whole beged should be blue wool, and then ask him if a beggar that has blue wool needs stitches. okay." So he went and he asked if the whole baget has blue wool, the whole how do you say baget in English? The garment has, is made out of blue wool. Do you have to have tits on it? Moshe Benoit says, look at the why not? So he said, ha ha Doesn't make any sense. If the titers have the mitzvah that you can have three white and one blue, if the whole thing is blue, what do you need tits for? Make chasing. Alright. Next day, what did you learn? Come home. We learned that everyone has to put a mezuzah on his door. Okay? Go ask him, if a room is full of sifri tyra and books, sparim, do you have to put a mezuzah on the door? So he went the next day, Hashemayno. The room is full of sifri tyra and mezuzah and, and, and sparim, do you have to put a mezuzah on the door? Of course you have to put a mezuzah on the door. She said, he said, what are you talking about? If a little piece of cloth, right, little piece of cloth is enough to put in a mezuzah so if you have a whole Torah, of course you don't need the piece of cloth so they made choyzik of everything that he was teaching Okay. now what because because first of all a woman has that power and second of all sometimes you have it in you you're a little bit jealous but you, you, your mouth only does this, when someone starts whispering in your ear, you're being abused. You, you're being, you know, a guy goes to work and you, you, you're working too late and they're making you work extra hours. You all know, the person's happy to work, he loves the company. And like and, and, and like the guy comes home and his wife's like, the guy's taking advantage of you. He, he's pushing you. I wouldn't take that from him. And you think in your heart, like really, no, I like this. I like this job. I, I, it's the first job I really like. I really, I don't mind staying. no. It's not because he likes you. No, he really likes the work I'm doing. No, he doesn't like the work you're doing. He's a cheapo. He doesn't want to pay anyone else. After a while, you start to believe it. He wasn't so connected, of course, in a previous life he, when he killed her, couple. She wasn't as, as connector. She was but, just the opposite. She was connected. She was connected. Rabbeinu, right? And not only that, I'll tell you something even crazy. It says Avichaim brings down that when Moish Rabbeinu, this is very lumpish You have to. You have to. It's a little late for this, but so so. Kairach started a rumor and I'll, I'll read this other rumor which is this should show you how crazy you can get from Rosh Hara um, Kairach um, started a rumor that Moshe Rabbeinu was accosting and being with married women it started such a rumor can you imagine such a thing? Moshe you can't trust him with your wife in the same room and it brings down in the Medrash that when Moshe Rabbeinu the rumor started the rumor started going it's very sad that when Moshe and Benu would go past the tent and there was, would be a woman standing outside the tent, the husband would grab her and schlep her into the tent. Oh my God, he's going he's to he's attack you. That's how crazy they got. You understand? Moshe and would walk past the tent, the men would pull their wives into the tent. Oh my, I saved you from him. How did, how, so, so that's crazy. How did that happen? So listen to what Kairach did with the shot that I said before so there's a din of Yibam Yibam is you have have two brothers one brother gets married and he dies and he has no children right so now the other brother has to even if he has a wife has to marry the other the the wife of the brother who had no children and by marrying the sister the the wife he now he has if if the brother has children with the wife of his brother right which he normally would not be able to marry if he has children then those children are considered like he brought children to his brother's life. If his brother had children, he's not allowed to marry his brother's wife, ever. If his brother never had children, that's called what, what happened? Crazy story. What happened? So it brings down that Moshe HaBenu, Hevel was married to this girl. And Cain, when Hevel when was killed, so Hevel had no children. So Cain was allowed to marry Hevel's Wife to have children for Hevel, children. right? But we're going to get to that soon. So now the Medrash brings down Medrash Pliya brings down the Chaim brings this down that this woman who was Hevel's wife. So when the when the Nephilim the giants the the angels who said to Hashem look how bad the human being is and he took them and he threw them down to this world but they were giants so. It says in the Pasuk, at the end of Bereshis, they were very bad, and they saw the Benos Adam, the daughters of Adam. Now, who did Hebel marry? Who did Cain marry? There are no women in the world. Sisters. Uh, they're sisters. They were the daughters of? At the end of the Pasuk Bereshis, only the Avaz kind could say this. At the end of the Bereshis, it says... Um, the giants were in the, in the earth They approached the daughters of Adam Okay So What happened here The daughters of Adam When these, these Malachim came down So the Malachim said We want to marry you We want to marry you So they said We don't want to marry you We know that you are angels And we know what you're going to do you're going to marry us. We're going to get pregnant, and then you're going to become. You're going to come back to angels. You're going to fly back to Shemayim, and you're going to leave us here alone. We know you're going to do that, so we're not interested in being with you. So they said, "But we'll make you a deal. If you give us the name of Hashem, the seventy-two letter name of Hashem, which gives you the power to do whatever you want, then we know that if you leave us, we can fly to Shemayim also with that name. So that way, we know that you're never going to leave. If you, leave, if you fly to Shema'im, we're going to follow you. So the angels made a deal," says the Medrash. And they said, fine, they wanted these two, the daughters of Adam, you can imagine. They must have been very, very be- very beautiful people. The Adam was created with Hashem's hand, so it must have been beautiful. They wanted them, so they said, okay, we're Malachim, we know the name, this is the name. But they didn't want any part of it. these guys were bad. <coughs> so they, they, they said the name, the Medveh says, and when they said the name, they went to Shemayim. They were in Shemayim, they were safe. These two Meshugam on the earth, they didn't want anything to do with them. They said, they were now in Shemayim. These two Nishamas of Adam's daughters. Came a time, Hashem said, ah, you, you have a certain time, you have to be in the world. You didn't you didn't spend your time in the world. And he and he sent them back to the world. He sent them back to the world. When he sent them back to the world, where did they end up? In the capital of the world, they ended up in Mitzrayim. They ended up in two in Mitzrayim, Two baby girls. Because they had to come back as nishamas. The nishamas had to come back to the world. So there were two baby girls in two baskets. Paro is walking along and they see this beautiful little baby doesn't look to anyone says, I'll adopt this baby says the Medrash that's why she was called Batya because she, was, she came from heaven there was no parent there was nothing they just found this basket so they called her Batya the daughter of God there was no, she had no parent Do you know where she, he, he adopted Batya who was the one who saved Moshe Rabbein that was Batya who was the other one? Who was he always with, Paro. Who was his top advisor? Yisro. He had Yisro, Eov, and Balaam. Yisro was with him. Yisro saw this baby, right? So Yisro said, I'll adopt her. That's Sipporah. Now, on so these two, right? Sipporah was the Gilgal, was the neshama, the Gilgal, of Hevel's wife. So, Moshe Rabbeinu, this is beautiful, the Chidot talks about it, Moshe Rabbeinu ended up marrying his wife. Because he was Havel, and she was Hevel's wife who came back. So he ended up marrying his Ibud. Crazy, Moshe, we don't understand. We see stuff in the world, we don't see nothing. We have no idea what's going on. So Moshe Rabbeinu, who was Hevel, ended up marrying Hevel's wife who came back from Shemayim. But Kairach, who was Kayan, is time out she's chayvin yibum to me I killed Hevel I don't care what you are Gilgal Shmilgal I killed Hevel so she's mechayvin yibum to me so Moshe Rabbeinu you're living with my yibum so you're living with an Ashishish. fish she's havin to me and he, it's a crazy rumor right and he started this rumor Moshe so, Rabbeinu went to him and said time out first of all it's nonsense what you're saying because you're not Kayin and I'm not Hevel I'm Moshe and you're Kaira. number one he said number two the halacha is that there's no yibum if you kill your brother. Let's say a guy has a brother and he has a beautiful wife. And this guy says, you know what, I, I, want, I want, to be, I want to be married to this wife. So he shoots his brother. Right? He can't marry his wife. There's no khib yibum there. Just the opposite. They would allow yibum, you'd have a bunch of guys shooting, shooting their brothers so they could get their wives. So, no, so the halacha is it's not, there's no yibum. You're not allowed to marry. Right? Moshe Ben said the whole thing is nonsense you killed me if you're going to say it's, kept, it's me Hevel and Kayan, you killed me once you killed me my wife is not, not allowed to marry you so the whole thing was a shtus but what happens when you start a rumor it was a rumor Moshe Benu Yibum. the wife the this to that not only him the whole Christ was like because you know what some things don't change success breeds contempt nobody is jealous of failures when you get on top, that's why you never want to be on top. Because when you're on top, everybody is shooting. Everybody's waiting you waiting for you to fall. Like when you hear something good about somebody, you're like, "Just wait, you'll find out. He's not as good as you the think. There's something in the closet." You don't want to allow another person to be good. Success breeds contempt. Absolutely, it is so true. It is so true. You know that guy on the. The guy, uh, what's he called? The failed Messiah, which no one's supposed to watch, right? So he he writes terrible lashon hara about rabbis. Early. He doesn't write lashon hara about people you don't hear about. About some rabbi in St. Louis, he writes lashon hara about a rabbi that's getting somewhere, right? The minute you're up there, they shoot at you. If you're down on the floor, they don't shoot at you. So Moshe Rabbeinu, there was a, there was, and I saw I saw it in a safer There was a certain undercurrent of jealousy in the whole Christ for all of him, and when he died. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't sit Shiva, they didn't mourn as much as they mourned Aram. And when he died, the eulogy was only Moshe was Evan Hashem. They never said, we're, we're sorry the way we treated you. They never said, Thank you for doing everything that you did. You'll never find that in the Torah. There was a certain jealousy. He was the leader, he got to see Hashem. Eh, came out of Midjan. There's got to be something wrong with him, man. Eh? There's got to be maybe some ladies. So the minute the excuse It started, the rumor mill started, woman, yee boom, even though it didn't make any sense. Oh, we got him! We knew he wasn't so good! Everybody in the, everybody in the tent, stay away from him, he's who knows what. Well, Shahara is, comes from jealousy. You're not jealous of someone, you'll never talk bad about him. We don't talk bad about Martians. We're jealous of Martians. You don't walk around talking bad about honey. Or let's say you don't even like, you don't like Brussels sprouts or asparagus. You're not going around talking anti-asparagus and Brussels sprouts because it's a vegetable. You're not jealous of it. So you, can, if you don't like something, you may not talk much you about it. I don't like this car. There's certain cars I don't like. I don't think they're nice cars. I don't go walking around saying, not nice, not nice, not nice. But people, ha ha ha. Why? Because you're not jealous of a car. You're not jealous of asparagus because you don't like. Right? You're not jealous of a house you personally of that house I don't like it, you know, the, the decor of the house I'm not going to walk around, you know, there's a house on East 63rd Street on the corner of you I hate it! You're not going to walk around and say Lush about that because you're not jealous of a house but a person once there's a little bit of room and shul <gasps> I knew it! I knew it! He couldn't be such a nice guy No way! He stole that money Ah! Oh, everyone's walking around Now nah, they just brought him to court the IRS has something. Ah, why are you jumping? in? what are you jumping? Because you're jealous of him, you're happy he got taken down, and you did well. This is the basis of Khoirach. The basis of Khoirach, you're right, his wife ignited it. But if, if he if he wasn't jealous of Rabbeinu there was nothing to ignite. He was jealous already, but he was controlled. Once she started, oh then she said, by the way, he shaved you all your hair. Because that was in the Swiss Pasha. They shaved all their hair, everything, their beards, their eyebrows, everything. They shaved, and then they had to wave the levium before they did their Vida, They had to do a tnufa. They had to do a waving. He came home. She said, "You look like a monkey, a kaif. You look like a monkey." Not only Moshe Rabbeinu took power, but he he wanted to make you all look like idiots. She hated so it. That's what she, she was so jealous. So she was, wanted, she was so jealous. Wife, and she hated Didn't much no, she had nothing to do with that. What? Yes, yeah, so they her why did he do it. So she, he says here. So, so he answered. Karach protected Moshe Rabbeinu, right? She said. He said, Why you talking to with No, you're wrong, my wife. Moshe Rabbeinu didn't do this to make fun of us. How you wants Moshe saw right He did the same thing. Allah She said, "Ma'aseh apuizgalak This is not a proof that he wasn't making fun of you after he took all the greatness for himself you know what I'll let myself be made fun of a little bit so that they don't they don't complain she didn't let go Karach himself said mate you know he's a good guy he did it himself no 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 but wait listen to this listen to how far it went he said in his he said in his heart I can't do this alone I have to find people to join me to fight my Rabbeinu, right? So he started going around the whole Mahachana, but nobody recognized him because he was bald, and he didn't have a beard, right? So they asked him, who did this to you? Oh, no, he said, Moshe Rabbeinu did this to me. But not only that, he did it to all of them. And not only that, he waved us like a bunch of monkeys. Okay, now listen to this. Listen to the rumor, 250 plus, how many died, 14,000, something my like that, Listen to the... And then I'm going to show you what it means to be in Vavater, what it means who Moshe and Aaron were, and then we'll end with that. So listen to this. And then I'll tell you a story after I turn off the tape again. For all you people who didn't come to my share, Okay. Listen to this. Kishisham so Moshe. had other enemies. besides Kherach. So when his... Well, he had Datsan Right? Who were very jealous also. When his enemies heard... They decided to sharpen the knife. It's an expression. To sharpen the knife. In other words, they wanted to take care of him. So this is to what they said. They said, how can we deal with this Moshe and his brother? He made himself a king. And his brother he made Kohen Gadol. And his nephews, he made the Skaneh right? The of Yisama. He said, so he came up with this whole idea. Truma goes to the Kayan 24 Matanas go to the Kayan. He says, so everybody started to, to gather around Karach like he's talking bad on Moshe what does he got to say right so he said the following he says I want to tell you all a story listen to this craziness this is what Karach told everyone I want to tell you a story he said I know a widow that she lives in my neighborhood in, in the desert with me together and he says she's very very poor and she has two daughters and all she was left was a, all she was left by her husband as Yerusha was a small field, and from this field, her and her two daughters lived. He said. So she began to plow the field because she wanted to grow something. Ah, oh! my Rabbeinu shows up. Be careful! Don't plow the field with a shor and a chamar together, right? Because you're not allowed to have it. You know why you're not allowed to have a shor and a Hamar together? Anyone know? What? Sorry. Why can't you put the shor and the chamar together? A, a donkey and an ox, because one eats and one doesn't so one's going to be jealous of the other one what? one goes faster right anyway because it says they can't be together and when you go to seed Moshe Ben listen to this guy's telling over now and when you go to seed Moshe she started to say okay fine so she's plowing and now she's going to seed o Allah Moshe Moshe said when you plant the seeds there's a law you can't intermingle two different kinds of breeds of of, of, of plants Okay she said, okay Moshe, okay. Ah, oh, now she came to harvest. Ah oh, Moshe said, when you harvest, you got to leave leket chikaveh. Okay Moshe, okay. Another rule, okay. Okay, now it's time to put the the wheat into the silo. So she wants to put the wheat into the silo. Ah oh, Moshe said, you got to give truma to the kohen. You got to give mitzvah, you got to give mitzvah anyway. She couldn't handle it anymore. So she said "Like and, 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 and it's not worth it for me To have a little teeny field Like a You can't plant this You can't plant that You can't put two animals together Oh my God, this is too much So Karak is telling all this story There's a bunch of Jews Crowd listening to this So what did she do? She said It's not worth it for me So therefore I'm going to sell The field So she sells the field And she buys Two Lambs With the money so that you can make money off their wool. Okay? Very nice. What happens? When the, these two lambs are ready to give birth, Aaron shows up and says, hey, you know, the firstborn you gotta give to me. Firstborn bakhar of the lamb goes to the kayan. Hashem said, kol Okay? So, she gave Aaron the firstborn. Now it came to shear the wool of the lambs. Ah! Oh, Aaron said, nah. The Allah is, you gotta give the kayan, Rachis had The first wool sharing. Hashem said, So she can't handle it. Everything I do, these this Aaron and Moshe, they don't leave me alone. So you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. She shechs them. Both her lambs. She slaughters them. Okay. When she shechs them, Aaron shows up and says, Wait! You have to give the kayin, the zraya, the lachayim, the keva. She says, I can't believe it. Even after I kill my animals, I can't get rid of these guys. Okay? So she says, you know what? For the kahanim, you can have both animals and you can keep them. Oh, yeah So now she had nothing. And what happened? These, her and her two daughters died from hunger. Wow. wow. That's what Moshe doing with his brother. They hang toilet. I call back and they blame it all on Hashem. And they say Hashem commanded this. Look what these two evil people, Aaron and Moshe, did. This poor lady dies because they took everything away from her. Moshe <laughs> Veno turns around, says, "What are you talking about? How could they have died of hunger? There's money and there's water and there's no piece of land in the desert nobody owned a piece of land the Nahla we got in Eretz Yisrael in the desert we traveled there was no piece of land to grow or to plant or anything that was only in Eretz Yisrael and nobody died of hunger you had the money. they're crazy too late everybody in class was talking about why and Alan killed a widow and her two children. Jealousy breeds contempt. It's a crazy story. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have to make any sense. It doesn't have to make sense. Maybe she's going to marry someone else. Adam's going to marry someone else. There's no one else. It doesn't need to make any sense. This, this is the midah. This is... I don't want to say there's a little kairach in all of us, but I'm going to say it. There's a little kairach in all of us. There's a little bit kairach in all of us. There's a little bit content when we hear someone's doing very well. There's a little bit, why him, not me? There's a little bit, kulam kedoshim. We're all good, Hashem. Why are you doing that for him? We're all, we're all good. Why is there a leader? Why is there a rub? Why is he better than me? Why is he different than me? I can learn just like him. We all have a little karach in us. We gotta get rid of that karach. Now, let me show you who Aaron and Moshe were. So now the Jews are dying. Right? They swallow them up and, uh, and uh, it didn't help. Right? They swallow them up. You think that's a, a good enough sign. And the 250, a fire comes out of Shemayim. Festivates Piles of little ashes. Wow. What a miracle. What a, what a scene. Earth opening up. Swallowing up people. Fire coming down where these guys were holding up the pan. There ain't no guy anymore. There's a little pile of dust at a pan. Now, we'd be like, Okay, Moshe, you're the man, you're the leader. <laughs> I'm out of here. No, no, Klai Shrol's not done. Right, what happens? The next day, you're all complaining. You two are a bunch of murderers. Because of you, 250 guys got decimated. And the earth opened up. You're the murderers. A day after this went down. Wow. So, who, who in the honor of his of, of Moshe and Aaron, what happens? What happens is Hashem says to Moshe, Hey we get out of here. Remove yourself, get out of here. I'm done with this nation. I am going to destroy them in a second. But you up a name, and Moshe and Aaron fell after they're now after they're calling Moshe and Aaron. Murderers, right? So, Kashbahu sends his worst messengers, right? I'll read you who they are. His worst five messengers, who are who are killers and murderers and diseases. These, these five angels are the murder. Are the people are the angels that kill people, right? And Hashem sends them, and Moshe Benu tells Aaron, Bayara run, hurry up, run." The negat the negat st- started, the disease started. Run bring bring Kitoires and you'll see that it'll stop so he did he ran in there there were people already dying and how many people died? 14,700 people died before Aaron got a chance to bring the Kitoires to save them and I, I actually saw a story many years ago in Europe, the black plague used to kill a lot, a lot of people with a terrible plague and that there was a city where there was a black plague and and they don't let anyone in or out, and people were dying by the thousands. And they went to this big tzaddik, and they said, "What should we do?" And he said, "I don't know if it was a minion or more people." They went around the city, and they said, "The, the you know that we have this keteres that you say in the morning." And they said the keteres, and I, I don't know exactly the kabbalistic part. How many times they said it, and it stopped. Keteres. When when uh, when when Moshe Rabbeinu the Major says went to Shemayim, so every malach gave him a present when he went to Shemayim to get the to Torah for forty days. Every malach gave him a present. The malacham is the malach too. So Moshe said, with your present, malacham of So the said, okay, I'll give you a present. And the present is, whenever there's a plague, that Kittaris has the power to stop me. Give him a secret. When there's a plague on my geifa, Kittaris could stop me. So now when there was my geifa in class when they started to die, Moshe been ran to Aaron and said, put Kittaris on the pan and go... And go save Kleistro. It took seconds. But at that point already, so many people had died. Now, the Ma'am lawyer says, and when Moshe Rabbeinu told, it's amazing, Moshe Rabbeinu told Aaron to take the Kittaris and run in, he, Aaron said, I have two problems with that. One, the Jews just said that, that we're the killers. When I run in there, they're going to kill me. They're angry at us. They think we did this to them. So they're going to kill me. So I'm not going to go there. And second of all, if I take Kitaras, you're not going to do Kitaras outside of the base with the Mishkan. So if I'm going to take Kitaras and run into the camp, that's chutz. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get killed from Hashem. So what am I going to do? I can't do anything. So listen to this. Now this is the Moshe and Aaron that the Jews, after everything happened, said you're a bunch of murderers. ain't There's no time. You can't wait. I see," he said. "Shani roya es chameshes malchay hakabala hakashim b'yoyse." I see the five most destructive angels in the world. Shani my kirim b'shosh yeruimaisa eagle. I saw them when when they made the eagle and the plague hit the Jews. I saw them. Ketzef ap chema mashdisch and charam five. Ketzef ap chema mashdisch arum. When Ketzef leaves Hashem, right? He said, "I see this malch ketzef, and he's on his way to wipe out the Klai he, he said, "Kach m'heis amachte take the pan." Put on fire, run, lake my hair on go to the machine. Put on the kitayras, because the ma already started, the plague started. And you cannot listen to this. The activate. No matter how much we're gonna pray, we're not gonna be able to stop it. Pray it right now is not going to work. The ain't true for the He said there's nothing better for, against the plague than Kitairaz. The gave it to him in Okay. Anyway. Says Aaron to Marsha, <coughs> you want to send me in to, to get killed? He said, until now, they were all, they all wanted to rip us to pieces. And now you're going to send me, they're surely going to kill me. He says, and on top of that, I'm walking into them with a pan of fire. The pan of fire, last time they saw it, it killed everyone around it. The 250 people that died. So the Jews were going to walk with a pan of fire. They hate me they've already said that we're a bunch of murderers. Then they're going to see the fire and think I'm coming to them to wipe them out the way I wiped out everyone else. They're definitely going to kill me. Moshe well, Beren, I can't do this. So he says the following. Because you're going to save them with they surely will not hurt you. And if you think, you think you're going to die because of the Ketiris, Listen to this. This is amazing. Everybody listen to this. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling Aaron. They just told him that they're a bunch of murderers. They, Kairach just did his whole thing against Moshe Rabbeinu. Listen to it, Moshe Rabbeinu. This is a leader. This is a person who's not jealous. This is a person who's mevatar. Who just yields himself to everyone else. This is what he says. And I will end this show with this. He says to Aaron his brother Ani, I am telling you, to. what use is it? if you don't go, what use is it to you? Shakulam yimusu that the whole Jewish nation is going to die and you're going to be left alive. what's the use? So if you die to save them, if you don't die, if you don't try to save them, they're all going to die. if they're all going to die, what's the use of you living? It's no time to worry about yourself. Now get up. And if you die, said Moshe to his brother Aaron, then you're a kapara for all of them, and be happy! Be happy you died saving Christ, Be happy you died saving these people who called you a murderer. Be happy, be happy you died Saving these people who said you don't deserve to be the Kayan That everyone else deserves to be the Kayan Said Moshe to his brother If you die trying to save them Be happy Be happy you saved them even if you have to die These were the two That Kali Yisrael just said You're a bunch of murderers They were willing to give up their lives To bring Kittarius which they knew Twice it happened went, Nadav and Avihu, went right? The sons of Aaron brought Kittarius A zara. Right, they died. Fire came out and killed them. The last time that these guys now just now came with their pans and they brought Keturah, Zari came out and killed them. So Aaron's like, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to get killed for this." Moshebene said, "So who cares? If you don't save them, you don't want to live anyway. So get killed." Oma Aron. So Aaron answered to Moshe, "Halavai. I wish." Shehem hoyu that the rest of the Jewish nation re- should remain alive and I should die for them and my death should bring forgiveness on them is how low you can fall Aaron is how high you can go after all this Aaron turns to his brother and says I'm willing to die and if I die and it forgives them it's worth it all. We should all be joyful to see Tchitha Mason, Moshe and Aram the Korov. Have a good night. Now I'm going to tell you a story, turn it off. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnyTime.com